Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. And joining us this evening for the last show of the year of final 2020. One. Final day, final episode. John Van Berger. How's it going, hey John? What's happening? Oh, it's going great. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm sitting here. I'm, you know, I'm celebrating the end of 2020 uh, with a nice glass of whiskey. And um, I hope we never see the like of this again. <laughs> what, the whiskey or the 2020? <laughs> no, the whiskey's actually really good. But yeah, 2020, I'm done with 2020. We can bring in 2021 now. Well, we are finishing off 2020 with a bottle of, uh, from Nickel Brook Brewing here in Burlington, uh, Cafe del Bel Bastardo, an imperial stout, natured mm. in, co matured in coffee. Really strong flavored. It's so. really good coffee. It's really good coffee flavored, uh, uh, beer. It's, uh, it's a deep stout. It's very thick. And uh, you can mm -hmm. you can taste the flavoring that it was aged in whiskey whiskey barrels brandy barrels with bourbon bourbon barrels bourbon so you, can, you can taste that right in it and the uh, the coffee is uh, a bit stronger than I expected it but it wasn't overpowering it was a nice beer no it was a coffee chocolate taste to it so yeah mm. and now we've moved on to Boston Lager from Samuel <laughs> Adams forget my khakis. <laughs> So 2020, we're all happy yes. it's disappearing. Oh, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. um, as a year in general, I will give 2020 a one and a half thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, there were some positive things that happened. So one and a half thumbs down. There's some positive things. There's a lot of negative things. But fortunately, uh, like for me and for you, like we, we weren't put out of work or anything, right? Yep. So that was good. That that worked out. Uh, that accounts in, for the half. Yes. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people are, you know, quarantined out of work and, you know, relying on government, uh, government subsidies, uh, and subsidies and stuff like that to make it by. And, and so it's, uh, it's fortunate that, uh, we were fortunate to still hang in there with work. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've been saying all along to, you know, our household here is the fact that everybody's managed to hang on to the jobs here, mm -hmm. which is, you know, knock yeah, on wood. Exactly. Um, cause I do know some people that are, you know, Hey, if you know somebody that's looking, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a job sort of thing. So yeah, you definitely, definitely, um, counting the blessings on that one. Mm -hmm. When it comes to paddling, I will give 2020 a one and a half thumbs up. I had a pretty good paddling year. Yeah, I I know we, we were all worried because it all was starting late and yeah. it was very uncertain whether we were getting out. John, you had a good paddling year. You did yeah. a lot of paddling this year. Yeah. I, you know, and all of it, the, the cool thing is that all of that was in a day's drive. And that was kind of my thing, right? I'm not going to go beyond a day's drive. I don't want to, you know, with the risk of COVID, et cetera, it gets higher as you travel farther, et cetera, right? And yeah. uh, so I wanted to, any trip that I took was, had to be within a day's drive, like a reasonable day's drive from, from my place. So yeah, um, I got in, I got in a lot of, a lot of paddling this year, probably more than I have for a long time. Which is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole year was dominated by COVID and U.S. politics. Everything mm. was, it was one of those two subjects every day, <laughs> all day. It was, yeah. oh, looking forward to January. 
you know and yeah i mean you know what's really bad is is when you live in a battleground state right like wisconsin i'm not going to get into the politics of it um because we're we're done with all the politics of it right now and we've avoided that here anyways but oh yeah absolutely and what what drives you nuts though is in a battleground state every commercial on television is a negative basically a negative campaign ad right right so it's just all of this negativity you get done with the election because it's the first part of november and then equally bad are all of the perfume ads (laughs) for christmas so you go from you know these negative campaign ads to you know johnny depp being soulful and burying beads (laughs) you know in the desert and you're like what the hell is this and so then you have to put up with all of that till christmas then those ads fall off, and right now, it's the blissful time of year. <laughs> Valentine's it's Day quiet. ads will be starting any moment. Ah, <laughs> uh, crap. You had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> Dang. Oh. All right. Yeah, you know what? It, was, it's, it seems uh, pretty hard to take any positives from this year. Uh, especially, I mean, in Ontario, we're back in lockdown again. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, uh, Tracy, my wife, there has gone back into the ICU working with the COVID patients again. I'm mm-hmm. back working from my uh, basement office again. Yeah, you know, well, they we, just use that as an excuse to keep you out of the office, right? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> That's what Derek told me. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> Uh, that didn't make you a favorite around the office huh no no apparently i had to put on pants when i was there the first week they said fine you're transitioning (laughs) back (laughs) second week they it just didn't fly anymore yeah yeah oh man yeah i mean you know it's it's we're we're back in lockdown now so it's it's really hard to take some positives um Mm -hmm. But there were, I mean, but like I say, at the beginning when all this happened, we had the trade show cancellations. Uh, we had Canucopia was canceled. Yeah. Ontario Backcountry yeah. Canoe Symposium was canceled. We the had borders just been, were closed. Things were just starting to roll together with all the outdoor shows, this, that, the other yeah. thing, right? So a few of them came along, but most of them were just kind of washed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was just going to say I hear that because we bought all our inventory for the outdoor kind. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and we got to one show and that was it. So, yeah. Yeah. And the again, the, the late start on the backcountry trips due to, you know, non-essential travel and services shutting down and stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, uncertainty over people's job situations, layoffs, stuff. You know, are, do I go on my trip and spend the 300 bucks or... Am I going to need that 300 bucks in the next mm-hmm. month? Yeah. You know, for yes. thing, things like, you know, food and, yeah. you know, right. uh, yep. the, the essential sort of thing. And there's a lot of people out there that you kind of forgot about, right? That uh, it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, carnies at carnivals. It's like you forget about those poor guys. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. The guys that run <laughs> those, the carnivals those and the fairs. Two tooth guys who uh, you get to throw balls at uh, pins and, yeah. and prizes and run the Ferris know. wheel. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Forget about all of that. I always forget about the carnies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to get your some of the gear and stuff like that once, once the backcountry started opening as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's going to be a running theme of my review of of 2020 is uh it's it's the all the people who are not used to the backcountry are suddenly using the backcountry and 
and they don't have a clue about etiquette and you know mm-hmm. how to deal with portages and put-ins and takeouts and and uh, you know cleanliness around the campsite and cause which co- ends up causing you know uh, uh, bad bears and stuff like that, right? So, which we've seen evidence of. It's it's uh, it's unfortunate that people don't educate themselves better to get into the backcountry. Yeah. So this is going to be our 2020 year in review show. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to keep it as positive as possible. Absolutely. I look at it, my stuff and I mean, except for a couple little things, it's pretty, pretty damn positive. Yeah, right? mine is too. Yeah. John, what about you? I know you got something bad that happened to you. Well, we, it's been a rough year, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with the theme of the show and we're going to talk about paddling. And the great things that happened with that. I was going to go with, let's just get hammered and mumble. (laughs) (laughs) I like that idea. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, So yeah, you know what? Let's, let's see what we can focus on the good things that happened in 2020. Like trips, what trips did we get to do? Uh, What episodes of the podcast we enjoyed? And you know, the fact that we had the technology We invested in some more technology so that we could keep the podcast going for multiple sites. I mean, Derek was in Bowmanville. I'm in Ajax. You're down in Wisconsin, or so you say. Um, (laughs) Or you so you say. Have you ever been to his house? No. Neither have I. Well, I did see his- For all I know, he's calling us from California sitting on a beach. (laughs) Right? And and who knows? We did see the lawnmower track on his GPS. Right? Oh, yeah, that could have been somebody. He could have like been mowing somebody else's lawn. Hey, cuz, send me that picture of your lawnmower track. <laughs> My friends out here in California don't have lawnmowers because <laughs> we, we have a drought right now <laughs> we and no we're lawns. sitting on the beach watching the surfing and, and all exactly. that. So I want to show them what happens out in Wisconsin. Thanks, your cousin, John. <laughs> And Jan, Jan is just too polite to disagree. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, she's on your side, apparently. So we're not getting Go the figure. truth from her. Yeah, we're not getting the truth from her. And I mean, when you're driving from California up to see us, look, I'm bringing you Wisconsin cheese and beer. You could have just stopped on the, stopped on the, way, the way through. On the way through and stopped at a store. It's part like of his cover. Do. Let, yeah. let me ask you this. Now, witness, you guys know me. Witness relocation program. <laughs> Now that would be interesting, but if if I were sitting on a beach in California right now, do you think I would not take the opportunity to rub your noses in it? This is true. Not if you were in <laughs> but a witness <laughs> but, relocation yeah, program. Yeah, witness relocation. Yeah, it might be part of your cover. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you're really at a crap beach. <laughs> yeah, embarrassed of the, you're embarrassed of the beach you can afford. It's an Exxon Valdez beach. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's four feet wide by about six foot deep, and it's kind of a little damp at high tide. But it's my home, man. <laughs> I'm in a van down by the river. That's right. <laughs> Uh, which is yeah. my, which is a life goal now, right? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. There's hashtag some days van where, life. Yeah, hashtag van life for sure. Make sure there's yep. a flotation device on the roof or <laughs> more than one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, we, we're, we've been able to keep this podcast going. We've missed one week all year. And that's the first week we've missed actually yeah. since we yeah. started doing this. We're almost five years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In February is five man. years. I know. I'm amazed wow, I haven't yeah. killed you yet. 
Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you're you guys are actually in the same room right now, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you guys were talking about knives and stuff earlier. So yeah, the fact that there hasn't been a knife fight. <laughs> well, the knives are on order. In five years. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of knives, that's one of the like you're normally Sean's like, what are you buying now? Because I'd be over my side of the table and punching my credit card number in, and it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm going to discuss gear I want to buy for 2021 later. One of the items is no longer on the list. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. Because I did shopping for him. <laughs> oh, hey, you check this out. Check it out. Oh, damn it. Now I got to run all the way upstairs and get my credit card. Thanks, man. Um, okay, so let's start. Oh, uh, yeah. And we'll talk about things paddle related that we got to do all this year. Yeah. So have we discussed format exactly? Are we going to do one-on-one or are we going to do like we'll talk, discuss uh, different topics, all three of us? Yeah. You know, gang up on the topic and then we move on to a new topic. We all gang up on it. Are you new to this show? It's just a wing it show. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> Call me Colonel Sanders because I'm winging it, baby. But I do not want to try and talk for 20 minutes and, and talk about my year in review. I'd like it to be kind of a co-opted uh, review. Where we point and laugh at you? Exactly. Yeah, it, this is exactly <laughs> what I'm going for. <laughs> so, 2020 started on January 1st up at Mew Lake. Oh, yes. In Algonquin Park, winter mm. camping. You did Mew Years. Mm-hmm. I did Mew, year, Mew Years. Um, camping with a group of, you know, paddling friends and, and whatnot. And we're doing the hiking, snowshoeing, skating, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you're sitting around the campfire and you're talking gear, you're talking trips, you're talking, you know, that we had planned for the coming year. And this is back January 1st, 2nd, 1st. Know, end of right? December 2019, beginning of January 2020. And we were all talking about, you know, this is what I'm going to go this summer. And I got a spring trip and I got a fall trip and I got all it. <laughs> and little did we know what was about to befall us. Right. So it was your fault then. Our first episode of the year, we talked about goals and goal settings and what goals <laughs> we were going to have for the year. And, you know, we were all excited and it's like, we're t- saying, we were I kind of put it out there said, Hey people, tell us what your goals are because maybe you want to fill my goal list in more and I want ideas. And so that we, we were all excited about the coming year and all the trips that trips we're going to do. That was an awesome episode, but it, it meant was. crap three months <laughs> later, right? It <laughs> <laughs> <That> was absolutely <laughs> duty. <laughs> I, I, I went back and so I, I, uh, just trying to review and, and put some stuff notes together for my year in review. I was like, uh, like to the last couple of days I've been listening to our episodes. It's like, Hey, <laughs> you need to, you need, to, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> these guys are pretty good. I should listen to this podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> you need to start slowing that sentence down year in review. Because you're saying it really fast. Yeah. Year in review. Year in <laughs> review. <laughs> now go back and listen to this. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my year in review. So my year in review. <laughs> um, yeah. Some of the stuff that we went back and listened to is well, as as you know, um, like I say, one of the stuff I want to talk about tonight is some of the episodes, some of the topics we enjoyed. And going back and listening to some of them, we're like, oh, I forgot about that. And that was, yeah, that's definitely a good one. And especially the earlier shows, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to try that. going to go here. I want to look up that. Exactly, right? And yeah, by March, 
Yeah. Everything had changed. And I had even been considering, well, it would kind of change my mind towards the fall of last year, but it was still a remote possibility that I was going to join John on his uh, Yukon journey. Yes. And, yes. and uh, but, but, you know, it's just, you know, life happens, right? Then they closed the border. Yeah. So even John yep. couldn't join John on the Yukon journey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the uh, last, and, and we, uh, with us, we can use one event as a timeline, the Paddling Film Festival. That we was... showed that in March. Mm-hmm. We had a full house for the, the for the film festival. Yep. And had everybody had a blast. Yep. 96? Yep. 90, yeah, I think it was 96 people there. Everybody had a blast. And right after that. Like within a week. Everything was shut yeah. down. First All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we were, I think we were one of the, I think we may have been the last event on the film festival um, circuit circuit yeah. that year or mm-hmm. this year. Um, so that was that Toronto. You say that year, I know it seems like it seems like so long ago, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was that Toronto super spreader event I read about in the yeah. newspaper, right? Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, out in Ajax. Okay, just yeah. <laughs> just checking. I yeah. thought so. And I mean, that seems so long ago now that people didn't really know what was going to be happening and what this whole thing was about and yeah. what was going to be canceled. Because I, I remember um, Alan Drummond of Kingdom Outdoor had already headed to Canucopia. Yes. And yeah. the evening I was supposed to leave. Within hours. I said, you know what? I'm sure it's going to be closed and this just doesn't sound good. I've got to cancel. Yeah. I phoned up the hotel. They said, yeah, you know what? We're, yeah, if, if you need to cancel, no no penalties, no nothing. Um, we can cancel. I canceled. And an hour later, Canoe Copia canceled. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoo, whoo, whoo. Because I would have been almost at the border <laughs> if if I yeah. wasn't at the border yeah, already. Exactly. If I hadn't hummed and hawed, I would have been over the border already. And that, what was it to Mike's? Three hours? Yeah. To the border from here? Mm-hmm. That way? Yeah. So three hours, I would have been across the border. Yeah. And then, you know, because I wouldn't have hummed and hawed, I would have just gone. Yeah. But that humming and hawing saved me a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I would have been across, had to turn around and come right back. <laughs> and that would have been, oh, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, our, our film festival, as it pertains to us, was the last event. Yeah. Right? So, um, so that was March. Three mm-hmm. months, well, two and a half months, we got of fun times yeah. this year. <laughs> uh, trips. What did I get? I got some I got some good trips in. I've got, what do I got here? One. The first trip wasn't that great. One, two, three, four. I got, f- well, four big trips and a bunch of local paddling. Um, when they finally allowed people to start heading to the back country. I went to Bice Lake. I love Bice Lake. I did a solo trip up there in June and decided, you know, I'm going to just go relax and, and, uh, do some camping, some fishing and all that sort of stuff. When I got there, the parking lot was full, which is, you get full parking lot, but yeah. this was like extra full. It was insane full. It was mm-hmm. absolutely insane full. Get to my campsite. My campsite's destroyed. The big fire pit that I'm used to, that was their really nice fire pit. 
absolutely destroyed. Yeah, like rocks everywhere, that? garbage everywhere. Um, got everything all set up, got all that back together, rebuilt the whole fire what pit. What day and of the week did you go in? That would have been a Wednesday or Thursday. But that's a nice site. I'm th- surprised yeah. you got your site. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that would have been a Wednesday. I went in. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, everybody heads in Fridays, right? Yeah. So I, I managed to get that. I heard that, John. And uh, really hot, really windy that weekend. Oh, okay. Right? And that's when I figured, oh, you know what? I'm not bringing a chair. I'm going lightweight because I'll have my hammock to sit on. And the very first day, my hammock rips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ton of noisy people on the lake. And I was like, if that's how this year is going to go, because that's how it's gone so far. What month was that? <laughs> June. June. So we've had, what, half a month of March, mm-hmm. April, May, and this is at the end of June. So we've had now two and a half months, mm-hmm. uh, almost three months of what's happening with COVID, what is COVID, yeah. what is, what's going on with people's jobs, what's going on with work. A lot of people at home with nothing to do. Yeah. I was working back, I was working at home by at that point, you know, so, but yeah, that was the, that was when we realized that there was a lot of new people. Because the front country camping wasn't open. Yes, it was still closed. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So that's when we noticed that a lot of front country people were now heading back country that have never been there before, and it was bad. You noticed that down south, did you not, uh, John? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, personally, I didn't. Um, but see, I didn't go to a lot of areas um, where other people would be. Like, I went to a, like a lot of the paddling and camping that I did was sort of very off the beaten path. Right. Um, there were, you know, there were at least initially, right, when the worst of it happened. And I, th- I think, I'd like to think, and, and I don't know your guys' experiences, that that got better as the year went on, that there was less garbage and less damage as things passed on. I didn't, I didn't see a lot of that. So I feel, I feel like I was pretty lucky. But um, again, I'm, you know, like I would, hike back into areas to go camping that there's no existing campground or, you know, go paddling in unusual places like down the, the cranberry backwaters and things mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, uh, so I was lucky that I didn't see it, but I did see news reports, you know, from, from the state parks and from the national parks and the national parks down here were horrendous. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately I think, yeah. Uh, Idiots are on on both sides of the border. <laughs> yeah, as the time went on, I I did a second trip into Bice Lake later in the season in August, so that mm-hmm. would have been about June, July, two month two months later, and it was a total turnaround. Same campsite. Same campsite. Um, it was the big fire pit was still up. There wasn't garbage everywhere. It was a really nice That's site. Good. Uh, it wasn't as noisy, um, as it had been back in June. I did go up Mm -hmm. with Tracy and, uh, Peter Romain, a friend of ours joined us as well. There were still lots of people going in. They weren't just going in one or two lakes. So they were actually going farther. Uh, like, so they were going through Bice Lake into, into other lakes and stuff like that. There was one group that, of, of a couple of canoes coming through that had their music blaring from the canoe. And I yelled at them, and I felt like that old guy <laughs> stepping out of his Get off my get lawn! Off my lawn! <laughs> waving my fist at them, you know, that sort of thing. But, but yeah, it was it, in the two months that was a big change. 
uh, from what was to what it, what it yes. was at that yeah. point. So, so yeah, as you say, John, hopefully people were starting to figure things out. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, well there, and there was a lot of, you know, I know on social media, you know, there's a lot of justifiable outrage early on about what people were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that some of that, now you guys had done, uh, it was an episode that I wasn't join joining you for, but you had talked about like an etiquette, you know, like oh, yeah. people should yeah. do an etiquette articles and stuff. And that's, mm -hmm. that's a really good idea. And mm -hmm. I actually thought about that. And I'm like, gosh, maybe Paddling Adventures Radio and the Outdoor Kind should team up to do something like that. <laughs> Some for, sort of, there you go, portage etiquette. Yeah. Well, you know, well, even, yeah, portage, campsites, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, things like that. I, I mean, backcountry etiquette. That, I mean, I didn't want to tell you guys it was a really good idea because, you know, I don't <laughs> want to give you any credit whatsoever. Oh, look at that. Derek's but head <laughs> just got big. I can see it from here. It increased um, three no, it was, sizes was, too uh, big. <laughs> when you guys said that, it was like, that's a really good idea. And then I started thinking, you know, it, maybe that's something we should look into and doing partnerships with different, you know, outdoors organizations on that. Because mm -hmm. I think that is that is a really a good thing especially now and I, again i think i think things have gotten better but i think getting any word about you know out about that's a great idea i i think we should maybe get kevin callan involved and do a series of videos on backcountry etiquette yeah yeah Him but then he ends up getting drunk on whiskey laying next to the fire pit and all of them well that'll be one of the etiquette things <laughs> if you're getting drunk and passing out on whiskey don't roll in the fire it is bad <laughs> etiquette to the people that you're paddling with. <laughs> Simple. Um, I did a lot of local paddling as well this this summer. You know, just going down, we have this place called Rotary Park down on Lake Ontario. So going up and down Duffins Creek, I had the, the kayak out there. You did it a few times. Yeah, I had the canoe, yeah. the kayak, took Tracy, went with friends and stuff like that. Um, there was some, not massive waves, but some bigger waves out on Lake Ontario. So I took the kayak out there turned around and surfed back in a little bit and then would zip back out, turn around, surf back in a little bit, played a little bit with a kayak, getting used to that sort of thing. Kayak Fun. is not my, uh, my, my strong suit for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely, I could have done the same thing in the canoe, but you know, I thought I'd take the kayak out and get a little bit of, uh, practice doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had two big trips this summer. I, I actually managed to get under my belt. Uh, the first one was doing the Trent Severn waterway. Uh, Ben Stacy of two men in a canoe has, uh, was filming his, uh, new series, uh, get outside. And he had the idea of, well, what if we did the Trent Severn waterway hit all the locks going through from Lake Ontario, all the way up to Georgian Bay. And he said, Hey, I want to do that. And I said, Hey, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we ended up doing that, um, learned a lot. I really, really enjoy, enjoyed that trip. If somebody's got a couple of weeks, I think that's definitely something you should try in a canoe, kayak. You might want to go from Georgian Bay to, um, uh, Lake Ontario route though, because that's going with the flow. Yes. As opposed to the other way. Okay. We always go, that's same in the mall and everybody's coming at me. I just walk the, right into traffic, right? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was for the, the get outside television show, which will be on the bell five network this uh, spring. Oh, okay. So you'll be able to see all cool. our episodes doing that. I learned about cool. locking through a lock system with the, in the canoe and stuff like that with, you know, it's with fun, somebody eh? else and 
by myself. I you know? posted some of those pictures when I joined you that one day. Yeah. I posted some pictures of uh, locking through on Google Images. Mm-hmm. It just on it's hooked to the map. People look at the map and they pop up. And it's they've seen a lot of traffic. Yeah. Like yeah. thousands of views. It's so. pretty cool because it's not mm-hmm. something everybody does. No, right? exactly. It's it's very unusual. Camping at the locks every night. We met up with a few people along with yourself, Kevin Callan, Alan Drummond, uh, you know, just name a few. Bunch of friends that listen to the show, bunch of friends that we know came out to meet us. Uh, lift locks were definitely cool, uh, especially the Peterborough lift lock going up in that in the canoes was, was oh, awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm, that looks so amazing. You got to try I don't it, think man. we have anything like that down here. I mean, that looks amazing. If you're coming up this way in this summer, knock on wood again. I'm doing a lot of yeah. knocking here. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> we'll take we'll take you up to Peterborough and go through the lift lock. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'd love that. And then that. we'll hop in the car and go immediately from Peterborough all the way out to Severn, and we'll go through the Marine Railway. Oh, I want to go. I want to do that. Marine Railway. I've always wanted to go over that. That was cool. <laughs> you know, like the whole thing just lifts right out of the water. So you're sitting there in your canoe. On the bottom of this big train car thing, all these massive boats are next to you. And you're thinking, if they were to break out of those little <laughs> slings over. that they're in, you know, we'd be squished. <laughs> um, so, yeah, doing stuff like that. Swift Rapids, that big lock, 47 feet it lifted down. Or, well, we went down. 47 feet. Wow. Oh, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that door opens, those doors. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like something you're looking like Lord of the Rings, these yeah. massive doors opening. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's uh, crazy. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. We learned a lot Sounds about cool. the, the, the history of the lock system. Uh, Starry Storm, Stonewort, the invasive species. We learned oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff about yeah. that as well. And uh, definitely, if you get the chance to do that, I'd definitely say do it. Uh, and the other one was Lake Superior. I'm proud to say my not getting the paddle on Lake Superior due to high winds and wave streak continues. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Yeah, that that was another solo trip. I I spent uh, uh, about a week going between Thunder Bay and Wawa um, or in October there checking out different different places and different rivers. Was out on the Michipicotton River, did a nice day trip up there and back and... You know, that, that's a really nice place. I want to go, uh, I'm looking at maps. I'd love to go farther up, do a shuttle and paddle one of those rivers. There's a lot of yeah. rivers that come out and end yeah. at Superior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. That and, would be amazing. And just do that. Just, you know, just do some exploring and, you know, over the course of the week and just end at Lake Superior near Wawa or something like that and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, do that. So... Um, so yeah, I got those trips in. So paddling wise like that, it was definitely a, a good year for mm-hmm. me anyway. Yeah. You know, even with the, wasn't sure what's going to happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's really hard to plan when it comes to the lockdowns and some stuff going on and it's yeah. really hard to make plans and you just don't know what plans are going to stay in effect. Right. Yeah. Uh, what did, you, you did the Burt Reynolds. I did quite a few trips. I <laughs> I, uh, four of the trips I did this year were with family or with Mike. So like <laughs> Mike was on four trips with me or I was on really? four trips with Mike. Wow. I know. I did more tripping and traveling with Mike Burns than I did with my own family. <laughs> <laughs> They're stalking each other now. So we, yes. So I, I managed to, uh, 
uh, I did a I did one winter trip uh, in January, late January, at Mew Lake, and uh, so it's just winter trip. We were in the tent, and uh, but most of the plans they they just kept getting changed or like we we tend not to plan ahead on stuff. We just like okay, well we're gonna do this trip, whatever, and and so we just kind of sort of book it a week or two ahead and whatever is so it kind of worked out for us we didn't have to cancel anything right but what did happen is that when we did try to do that nothing was available like like uh, Clarny was booked and Algonquin was booked and Silent Lake was booked and it's like well where do we, oh, where are we gonna Algonquin go Algonquin was getting booked non-stop yeah you couldn't the couldn't minute find, anything exactly opened. because again the front country wasn't open for car camping yeah right? Yeah. So right. everybody yep. was like, okay, let's all go back. Yeah. So we just, every time we tried to book something, it was like, like there's a, a random lake available in the middle of the park. It's like, well, how long is it going to take us to get to that? It's like, well, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but we, we did get some other trips in. I did my, I did my big ski trip, uh, last February, went to uh, Mont Tremblant with the guys from work and, uh, we're not going to do that this year. We've already decided there, there'd be no ski trip this winter, obviously for more reasons than, like we had canceled in summer before that, right? We said, no, we're not going to do it this year. Right. Uh, but the for family trips, I we went to McGregor. Uh, Mike and Lori and and his daughter, Ashley, was there. So we it was a combined trip. And uh, But then we did, uh, so that was the only real family trip was McGregor. Ooh. And Mike was there. <laughs> and Mike was there. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I did We're do, trying to see a trend here. I did a quick weekend trip, solo trip to Algonquin, and, and uh, but that was just a quick early spring trip. Very buggy, wasn't very good. Uh, then I did, uh, I did do. I went to Tomogamy in July with Mike. Mm-hmm. I did the Noir River. That's the Bill Burt Reynolds uh, Memorial River Run in September. And then a bunch of us got together, Mike included. We went up to Tomogamy again in November. So it was, there was quite a few trips. We, it was some good trips, some really good trips. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was worth it. It was, it was a good and summer. The, the Burt Reynolds run, I, I like the, um, the Facebook panel that Sean put together on that, you know, to announce the new episode. And I think it said something like the Burt Reynolds run didn't go as planned. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it was, uh, yeah. thankfully everybody came back alive, but yeah, you know it, what, was, uh, it wasn't your typical trip. A trip like <laughs> that, as, as much as you don't want something bad like that to happen, mm-hmm. is good to happen. The well, fact that the, the experience that it brings, mm-hmm. you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like you yep. don't want it to happen. You know, you know, definitely, you know, it's like but the experience that you guys all gained and can pass on yes. from that one incident yep. happening mm-hmm. is perfect. Yeah, you know? it, it right. was actually like because there was no major injuries and nobody died, it was uh, you kind of walk away from it going, Okay, I learned from this. I yeah. did learn from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like you said in the uh the podcast info, it was uh third annual B- BRMRR did not go as planned. In hindsight, lessons learned, and it could have been worse, are not words you want to hear in a trip report. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, all the trips we're talking about today can be, uh, they all went for, uh, first episode of the year was episode 203. Yes. And the last one, not count, because this is episode 255. Yes. So anywhere between 203 and 254. 
you'll hear about these trips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> these have all been covered in detail. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so those are my trips. It was like, it, like I said, it's really hard to plan when things are closed down and, you know, and backcountry is so book solid. But mm-hmm. uh, I did get some nice trips in, like the the tomogamy trip with mike was an amazing trip Got up and through lady evelyn and uh we went up to maple mountain and it was it was a nice trip we uh he had his dog with us so it was it was nice to kind of paddle along with uh with willow i have never paddled with my own dogs before i actually have out in bc well that was years ago it was many many years ago but anyways it was nice to have a dog on the trip but it was good dog too like she's uh She's very obedient, very, uh, sticks close to camp, doesn't run off. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was, uh, so that tomogamy trip with uh, Mike was really nice. The Noir trip was a lesson learned and, uh, I think we're going to go back and do it again next year. We're looking at doing the, uh, Coulange crossover to the Noir. So it'll be a fairly long trip and we're going to do from the upper Coulange down to the bottom of the Noir. There's a crossover point there between the two rivers. So I think that's what we're going to do. We, we think that's what we're going to do. At first, we thought that uh, Martin was like uh, done with Whitewater, but uh, he's starting to talk about it again. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the, the yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's the instigator of it. Yeah, his PTSD is is diminishing a bit. <laughs> yeah. So and well, that didn't kill me. Let's get something bigger. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> so, a slippery slope, buddy. But he'll have to either buy a canoe or he'll have to rent a canoe because. We did recover his canoe, but it was busted up pretty badly. Mm-hmm. And there's a big, uh, big hole down the side of the canoe from where it, uh, I don't think it was from when it, uh, went over the falls, but I think the damage, most of the damage was done when it got washed up against a, uh, a log jam. Yeah. So it got mm-hmm. squished against a log jam against a bunch of logs. And it was there for a while. So yeah. Hammering against A couple that, weeks. So. Yeah. 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 So well, yeah. So he's well. he's he's talking about it again. He's more interested. So we we uh, we're looking at other people too, or people to join the group. Because it's really hard. It, we noticed that it's uh, it would probably be safer with more people because you have backups. Because as it was, right. we lost a yep. canoe and we had no choice but to walk out because you can't put all the gear and all the stuff into one canoe. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things. It's, it is what it is. We, but we learn, right? So, uh, it's, uh, you know, and, and when you say we learn, what I learned from that is I would love to join you on this, but I would not, I would not bring my own canoe up there. (laughs) (laughs) What I learned is I don't want to join you guys. (laughs) But see, the thing is that you, well, you may not want to bring your own canoe, but if you bring a rental and you lose a rental like that, you have to pay for Mm -hmm. the rental. Yeah. So you're buying a canoe anyways. I'm going to just steal <laughs> one on the way up. <laughs> Swing by somebody's house and steal yeah. it on the way up. <laughs> I don't know. My canoe disappeared for two weeks. And then all of a sudden it was back in my it was yard. back in my backyard. Yeah. With a hole in it. Yeah. I don't know what happened. So tell us about your trips there, John. Yeah, you went uh, on about 150 of them this summer? <laughs> well, I... I like I say, I was I was pretty fortunate to be able to do some, you know, some fun trips and some. We were going to do the Yukon Journey, and of course that got canceled. Um, so I thought, well, what else? What are the things I want to do? And I think the one that came up, like sort of the the big bucket list that came up was Isle Royale National Park. Yeah. And that one was no paddling this time, but I sort of look at it as a, a paddling reconnaissance trip. 
you know, because when I went out there, I was able to hike, which I haven't been able to do in ages. Um, so I was able to get out, uh, felt great about backpacking and camping, and then just got the lay of the land for going out there either with a canoe or taking out like a, a stand-up paddleboard, which I think is what I'm going to do. And I will probably do that this next year. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about the possibilities of that. So that was, you know, something I always wanted to do, and, and I got a chance to do it, and then, and then kind of looked at it and went, you know, I think I need to do this again, but, you know, for this reason. So, yeah, if depending on what happens this coming year, I'd, I'd like to add that one to the list. Mm-hmm. Now, because I'm a professional, what? I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that my outside voice? <laughs> a professional what? <laughs> I was going to say, you can find information on that on episode 243 of Paddling <laughs> Adventures Radio. <laughs> well, the, Did you the, like that? The yeah. Burt Reynolds trip is episode 241, if anyone ever hears that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you did an update later when you got some of the items back. Yes. So it was sort of like the, yes. the gifts yeah. that kept giving because, you know, like every couple of episodes, hey, we got the, we got the camera case back. Hey, we got the canoe back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Christmas every week. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's see what else. I, I got in a Wisconsin River solo trip, which I, I've done that before. Uh, the 90, what is it, 92 miles, 94 miles from Prairie du Sac, Wisconsin, down the Wisconsin River to the Mississippi. That was uh, pretty awesome. And initially, I was just going to go out as a, as a test. Uh, to see how that 18-foot um, Novacraft Expedition prospector handled and ended up uh, meeting Lisa Sadowski. She's a, a nurse here in Wisconsin uh, and an outdoors enthusiast. She was the only other solo paddler that was on the river. And we, uh, you know, got along well and ended up camping at a few sandbars along the way. And so ended up doing the whole river with her. And, you know, the, that was... It ended with that big, the day before the big tsunami ripped through the Midwest this year. And so there were these big storms that came through the day before that. And we got hit by that right at the end. So that was kind of memorable. Um, but it was great because now I have, you know, a nurse to travel with me when I get hurt. So, and you know, you here- do that plenty of times. <laughs> yes, I do. We so know here's your to history. Lisa. <laughs> That's right. Lisa said she would go with me, provided this, you know, I, I bring a full, you know, first aid and medical kit. So, you know, <laughs> couple of sherpas but, to haul this, the the, the stretcher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Your normal first aid kit just won't do. So, you know, so episodes two thirty four and two thirty six. Huh? How about that? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Um, let's see what else the, you know, the surprise trip of the year that was really cool was I went out just simply to, to backpack, uh, the ice age trail. Oh yeah. Right. A a section of that here in in Northern Wisconsin. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to go out and and my back started feeling good and I haven't been able to backpack since the nineties. So I got, uh, you know, have a bunch of ultralight gear, loaded everything up and I had done kind of a few, you know, like small runs and I thought I'm going to go up three, four days and, and go hike a couple of sections of this. This will be really fun. And no paddling whatsoever. I didn't expect to do anything for, you know, the podcast with that and stumbled onto this gorgeous campground 
that had a canoe sitting in the campground along with <laughs> life vests and paddles for people to use. And it was uh, the county, I believe it was the county up there that provided all of that. So just as you're hiking through, you get to go, you get this gorgeous campground and then you get to go out and paddle on top of it. So hiking, paddling, camping, it, wow. You know, doesn't get doesn't better. Get better. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. that, by the way, was episode 230. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. And then I did, I think in terms of, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but in terms of like discovering a new area to me that I had never paddled in before, I went down to the Ozarks with uh, Scott Oath and the Bull Moose Patrol. He was uh, guiding a trip down there on the current river. Yep. And that, that was amazing. I mean, it was a, a group of really great people, uh, fall colors, you know, and then I think we were out, I want to say like five nights through that area, which is, you know, just gorgeous and wilderness area and, and stunningly beautiful and, and far beyond what I expected. Liked it so much then that I contacted Lisa and said, do you want to go down there when, you know, because she's a nurse, so she gets these, you know, like blocks of time off. And so she had block, uh, like a couple of one week blocks off. So we took one of those and we went down, we paddled the Gasconade and uh, Niangua rivers. Uh, which was also great fun. There was some really, we ended up with some horrendous weather toward the end. Right. Uh, a lot of stuff happened in route. Uh, you know, it was kind of one of those things that was memorable, not only for the paddling, but for everything sort of around the trip. And so if you'd like to learn more about that, that would be episode 250. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, it was good. It was, you know, so like both of those were, they were both fantastic and, and for different reasons, right? And and great people on all of it. So that, you know, again, you can't you can't beat that. No. And I mean, you, you, especially when you've discovered new areas to paddle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. always perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, I had no idea what, again, you know, I I lived on the, the state line between Illinois and Wisconsin. I grew up on there. And my friend calls it the Cheddar Curtain. Um, the <laughs> so cheddar when curtain. you go into the cheese land of Wisconsin, <laughs> you, you're passing behind the Cheddar Curtain. The Cheddar Curtain. So what I've always done is is basically gone north of there. So, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, um, Ontario, and then up, you know, and then up in the Yukon and the Northwest Terrace. So it, my everything I've done has always been in the north mm -hmm. and then it was like wow the ozarks is amazing you know and and so yeah i see i see definitely see more trips down there i know lisa sent me a note and said hey i've got a block uh the first week of february off you want interested in a, a trip somewhere so you know i don't know it, it's possible could be doing some some more southern paddling here soon first trip of the year hmm well, but you know, know what? I'm not planning anything. I, I've discovered in <laughs> 2020 that it does not do any good to make plans. <laughs> well, my thing is, and, I'm, and we're like you, is we head north all the mm -hmm. time, you know, yep. so going to yep. northern Ontario or Quebec or something like that. Um, yep. This year, I'd actually had a bunch of plans to head south of the border. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you yep. saw how that happened. Didn't. Yeah. Yep. 
but right. you know what? Like, I didn't realize the Ozarks were so close to you. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So what I what I do is go down and and I'm you know visit with my parents there again on the state line basically, mm-hmm. and then from there down it's anywhere from six and a half to eight hours to your put in place. That's nothing. And it's like that that is that's nothing well let me let me rephrase that and i'll apologize for people that live out in the farmlands of central and southern illinois right now it's a bit of a drag driving through your area (laughs) (laughs) i know it's nice i know there are lots of good things there but it's yeah you that's you pay for you pay for your trip by driving through that area you haven't driven across saskatchewan my friend (laughs) I, I have. Oh, I have. Yeah, wow. Oh, but I have. <laughs> I lived there for three years. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to live out in I, Saskatchewan. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Alberta, Saskatchewan, Ontario. Mm-hmm. All the good yeah. spots. Yeah. He was no, a military brat. There. Yeah. You know what I think I, I remember most about driving through Saskatchewan? Sleeping? Cha-chunk, 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 cha-chunk. That just, you know, those, as you're driving along at, you know, highway speeds, those, you know, those. Expansion lines, the, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my but God. It's like they build the road in chunks. Yeah. yeah. And you you felt it. Oh, dear yeah. Lord. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. Yeah, but no, I, I, it was, you know, going down to Missouri was a great reminder. And, and since those episodes have aired, I, I had a couple of people that have contacted me and said, hey, if you're down there again, you know, look me up. We'll go paddling together, which is, you know, really great, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So to, uh, I think, uh, Christy and Mike, I, I'm hoping to get down there sometime and go paddling together. And you did some um, local paddling, sort of local paddling as well. Yeah, yeah. I, summer, which is I, cool. Yeah, Jan and I went out and we did, <laughs> we went out into these cranberry backwaters early in the year. Uh, and that was really fun because it's it's not something anyone would do. Like people would drive by and go like, what is wrong with those people? Because, <laughs> you know, you're paddling, you're like paddling down these canals and then you can break out into some backwaters or something. But to most people, it looks like, why would you want to do that? Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it was early in the season. So it's just great being on the water. The water at that point is, is super clear, right? Because you don't have all of the stuff growing up in the warm, you know, in the warm weather. Yep. So your visibility in the water is fantastic. Um, my friend Matt Sales and I, uh, we went up to uh, a place up north where the, the Mennonite speedboat. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what episode so Matt was that? and I got up there. Uh, <laughs> we went up for a weekend of, of camping and, and he went out and did some fishing and and I played around with my buddy Jack. It was uh, our last camping trip. And uh, so that was great fun. And uh, then I went to the, to the winter camping rendezvous uh, last February, this is, um, it's in Northern Wisconsin. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. it's put on by Rhonda Reynolds, who's also involved with the winter camping symposium here. The, the big one over in Minnesota. Yep. And so, you know, so yeah, it's, there were a lot of these cool little things that, you know, that, that just kind of worked out this year. So, you know, I, I'm, I feel fortunate for those things. Right. And I feel fortunate for my friends and, and that they are all um, 
they're all healthy. So, yeah. Well, for a crappy start to the season, we all got some pretty decent paddling. We did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was really cool. Yeah. Um, So let's take a quick break here and we come back. I want to go through a couple of uh, topics and a couple pieces of gear, which I think uh, um, that we've got this year. A couple of topics that were faves from some of the podcasts we did this year and whatnot. So let's take a quick break and uh, yeah, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Derek Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So, do 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 episode. Let's talk episodes. Let's talk gear. What else do you guys to talk about, Derek? Well, one of the things that, uh, like, I, I was going to talk about common themes, but uh, one of the things that kind of came right off the top is, uh, and I've noticed this. A couple other people have made comments was uh, our interpretation of what a big thing is. We've kind of reevaluated what big things are because I remember at the first of the year, between December and February. There was uh, the Australian wildfires, right? It was like, everybody was like, oh my goodness, this is a really big thing. Yeah. And and then like halfway through the year, like towards September, October, somebody mentioned the Australian wildfires. I was like, oh, when was that? that oh my, that was Whatever this year. Whatever happened to it. That was this year. COVID took I over. I had to Google it to find out when the fires got put out because nobody really mentioned when yeah. they got put out. But it, it was got around put February. Out and... It got put out in February. Yeah. But there was like, so, like hundreds of thousands of animals were dead and displaced yeah. and right. 31 deaths and like human deaths. And it was, it was crazy. And wow. and then it just kind of faded from existence because like, it, it's funny, like the uh, normal news cycle, it's like you, you, something would live in the news for a week. And then this year it was like, there's something new every two hours. So it's like, yeah. it's a very short news cycle. And Everything just, just kept changed, 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 yeah. changed. Didn't matter like how bad or good it was, it just disappeared. There was really only two topics that were big news constantly. Every day, It was all day. COVID and the U.S. politics. Yeah. Everything else yeah. was in, out, in, out, in, out. Yeah. Like in one yeah. ear, out the other sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Really fast. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, I was down in, it's going back a few years now, but, um, uh, Kangaroo Island down in us uh, off the southern coast of Australia. Yeah, and that's one of the places that just got ravaged by the fires. And so when I did the well, I think you were there, Sean, on the the uh, lions, great whites, and bears presentation, the virtual presentation that we did recently. Yep, um, and had some photos from Kangaroo Island. That's 
basically gone now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so you look back, and when you guys started saying that, I pulled up a BBC News site, and it's got pictures of down there, and it's just like, yeah, that got lost in the mix, but God, it was it was horrific, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain areas, I mean, just you know, that certain animals may be going extinct, and you know, all the problems with uh, for the koala bears and stuff, because they're, I mean, they're slow moving. They get up in the eucalyptus trees they don't move and when the fires went through it was just devastating yeah yeah but they i saw so many pictures and and videos of so koalas normally keep distance they don't go near humans and and there's so many Mm -hmm. people that had video of koalas coming right up to humans like i one was the the koala bear stopped a guy on a bike another one stopped a couple hikers they were just coming up and looking for water and they normally get all the water they ever need is from the eucalyptus tree they're just from eating the leaves is all the water they need Mm -hmm. and then after the fires like they were kind of coming out of the woods and and seeking out humans for water and it was one of those things it's like wow when when did animals come looking for help from humans right i just saw a video of a koala bear came in through somebody's doggy door Mm -hmm. and was hanging onto the christmas tree (laughs) (laughs) they saw the christmas tree, so they ended up having a call in these koala rescue people Mm -hmm. and that call well it got nasty oh yeah it did not want because it was trying to eat the the christmas tree it was a fake christmas tree Yeah. Why would you call? That would be like the most awesome thing. Yeah. I would. Look at my they, yeah, the guy had these massive thick leather gloves on mm-hmm. and a big uh, blanket they put over this thing and whatnot. Yeah, it looks like a cuddly little thing, but it's nasty. Yeah, they're mean, yeah. No, they're, they're mean. Yeah, they're, they're wild animals. They're grumpy old yeah. men. They're, they're yeah. like grumpy old men in trees and you don't yeah. want to disturb them. Well, know? that's all they did. They just took it outside and up the tree it went. Just yeah. zoom yeah. right up the tree it went. Hmm. Now, you know what, if I had a koala, if, you know, I mean, snakes, anything like that, yeah, I'm calling animal control immediately. Koala gets in my Christmas tree. He's staying. I'm, I'm feeding it. Yeah. 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 yeah hello. And I know, like my, us? <laughs> yes, I need some my, my dog will chase anything outside, right? Squirrels, whatever it is, right? I mean, raccoons, you name it, foxes. One night we had a, in our old home, we had a, a really old home, um, hundred plus years old and uh, a bat got in and the bat actually flew downstairs and we're sitting in the living room and the bat starts flying around the flying circles around the living room the dog is laying on the floor looking at it and just watching it like it's kind of like watching her head move like you know how people watch a tennis match okay back and forth (laughs) as as this thing's flying around doesn't bark doesn't do anything. It's just watching it fly around the circles around the living room. And you're like, you know what? This is the point you should bark or something. But, you know, so I'm thinking if I get a koala bear in my house, we've got a new pet. Yeah. See? Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully it brings its platypus buddy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Could you imagine having a koala bear and, and a, platypus. a platypus? That would, oh, blessed. Bless I tells you. That'd yeah. be just the greatest day. And then a friend drops off their penguin for you to watch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> glorious. You know, well, that was one of the great things about Kangaroo Island is you could see all three there. I didn't oh. see a platypus. I went out to this pond where they were supposed to be, and I, you know, I stayed out there for a while, and nothing, didn't see anything surface or anything come around, but... But yeah, penguins and and you know all the, the great animals, trees. Eh? right? All the great uh, kangaroos animals. that would come up, and you know, it's like, oh. yeah, 
I know. You wow. give them your spare change and run away because they were vicious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the Pop. funny thing was, like, they would take it immediately, put it in their pouch, and run off. You know, it was like hop on a kangaroo's on. back, go for yeah. a spin. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something's weird down here. Something's going on. Yeah. Ah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Our the perceptive of uh, perception of things really change. Yes. As, as yeah. things go on. Uh, what else you got there, Derek? Well, I was thinking there's uh, some of the common recurring themes over the year. Some of the things that we just kind of, it, it, I was going through all the episodes and it's like, oh, there's that again. Oh, there's that again. So one of them, there, there's a. Like the Burt Reynolds run? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> oh, they found more stuff. <laughs> they found more stuff. More stuff came in. And one of the things was, uh, was coffee. Uh, we tend to talk about coffee a lot. Uh, so mm. we, we did a taste testing episode, episode mm -hmm. 215, and um, and we talked about different ways to make coffee, cowboy coffee, perked later, perked coffee, and, you know, and so, but now there, and then I, I couldn't find the episode because it wasn't in the list of items. So I listened to a few November episodes. I couldn't find it, but it was where the people are now doing like coffee, like tea bag coffee. Mm, and so it's a yeah. it's a new product. It, it's been out before, but then it went away, and now it's coming back again. But it, it, apparently, it's like really good coffee. So nah, I don't believe so, them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then there was also like a common theme is uh, we often talk about booze, and my wife goes, "Yeah, you guys do talk about booze a lot because people bring it to us." <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? We have a beer or something that while we're doing this. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, we had that one beer tonight. And then, uh, you know, as I mean, we're here for like two or three hours. And so we're having a little sip of this Dalmore Scotch whiskey, you know, that stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. so yeah. And, you know, there we, we found the Burt Reynolds mustache, the new drink, the new uh, theme drink for the mm -hmm. Burt Reynolds Memorial River Run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And as well, there's one common theme that, and this was forced upon us, is like backcountry etiquette. We talked yeah. about backcountry yeah. etiquette. We already a talked lot. about it tonight, too. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, the effects of COVID and lockdown and so on. Yeah. Which yeah. we tried not to talk about, but it really can't, you can't help but ha it pop into yeah. the conversation, right? Well, you but, can't. Yeah. And, you know, it's trying to walk that line, right? Because we're, you know, it's a paddling podcast. Yeah. And it's an outdoors podcast. And so it affects that. But it, you know, you, and, and it, conversely, if you don't mention anything about it, people will be like, what are you? <laughs> what planet are they yeah. on? <laughs> Do they know? not have yeah. it where they live? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so it's, and you know, with, with, for example, with Tracy working in an ICU with COVID patients, I mean, you can't get around that, right? No. I mean, that is, that's a, a part of your daily life. So, well, you know, that's one of the comments we've had was, you know, people get to go home from work or whatever. They don't need to turn the TV on. They don't need to turn the radio mm -hmm. on so they can shut off COVID. Mm -hmm. yeah. My house, you can't. Exactly. You yeah. know, because Tracy yep. comes home from work and they're talking about what's going on in the ICU because I need to know to depend on what I'm doing for work. And, you know, mm -hmm. she gets email. Oh, somebody's texting me about the shift because they're on shift and what I'm going to have to look forward to tomorrow morning. Oh, she says. Yeah. And so yeah, we, yeah. we, we are living COVID 24 seven in this house right, right now. Yep. They're not even just right now, but always, you know, she actually thought she would be back in the ICU like about a month ago. And they, they actually, her hospital is, is one of the last to shut down the surgeries and start moving people over to like nurses over to the ICU unit. So, 
Oh, God bless her. You know, I mean, and her and the people she works with. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm toasting the, all of them right now. So. Well, you know what? It's the ones that, I mean, there, there's all the conspiracy theories and, you know, it's not real. And you know what? Go check out a, a hospital. Go to yeah. the ICU and we'll see how. Yeah, go volunteer at a hospital. You know. But, I mean, even right. people are saying, well, you know what? Like, as long as we're maintaining our distance and, yeah, if you're maintaining your distance and wearing your, your mask, but... The big gatherings, yeah, big family right. Thanksgiving yeah. gatherings and Christmas gatherings, birthday parties. You're everybody is not wearing mm-hmm. and maintain. There, you can't be in a house unless you're like Kanye West size house. <laughs> yeah, there's no way in anybody's houses that you are yeah. maintaining six feet away exactly from everybody. Mm-hmm. Can right. you? Can you? Like a football, throw me the salt because I need to put some on my turkey. Can you whip down the the mashed potatoes and and stuffing? Ain't happening, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, we we get upset with that with people, you know, because like I say, because we're living mm-hmm. it, we're a bit more um, into it than a lot of people are, and it's just like it, it just gets that little. Eh. But yeah, you can't get away from it. No, exactly. You know, so dealing with the paddling and stuff yeah. like that, we ha- we have no choice, but. Well, even, you know, and, and we had talked about on the trip down to the Ozarks with Lisa and I, and, you know, so we drive down separately, uh, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to, you know, to, we maintain distance, we, we do everything we can, you know, so when we're shuttling a vehicle, we've got the windows rolled down, we both wear a mask and all that. And then that day where we were super cold and tired, you know, and, and we, we, lugged the, the the kayaks up to the car and we get everything locked up and there's traffic going by and you're just like oh i just want this to be done right yep we got into the car and we both forgot our mask and we're like we get back to the campsite about a 20 minute drive later and went oh we both forgot to put on masks mm-hmm. we're so we were you know and and it's like you have the best of intentions right yeah but again you can't get away from it right and so then that starts a, a 14 day countdown yeah and so you know yeah no matter what you do you, you really can't get away from it whether it's you know i shared a uh a, a story about shopping <laughs> uh the other morning early in the morning with you guys uh, before the you know the show started yeah. and stuff and and about uh, store employees not wearing masks and hacking up and you know it's like you do your best but it's yeah there's no way you can get around it and that's that is the story of 2020 that's the we, the, the overarching theme no matter what right yeah we're we're supposed to be winter camping right now up in Mew Lake oh yes but because yep. of what Tracy's work where she's working. <clears throat> And mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? You can keep our distance. We'll be in our own tent. We'll be, you know, doing our own meals. We'll keep our distance from people, hike during the day or whatever, go snowshoeing. But the comfort station is everybody. Yes. And mm-hmm. the way, right. as much yes. as I like yes. everybody, it yep. only takes one person to forget something, one person to have yep. it. And all of a sudden right. it's spreading off the comfort station. Right. Yep. So right. we, uh, we yep. did, we were supposed to go be camping uh, this weekend as well. We canceled just because <laughs> we, uh, well, it, like New Year's events and stuff like that, they're social events, right? Yeah. So it is naturally a social event. And it's, it is the, uh, you know, the washrooms are still open, but, you know, there, there's, you know, still physical distancing. <clears throat> but then we thought, well, you know, we were, we're tra- we'd be traveling outside of our area. 
Yeah, it was And a big so one. if mm-hmm. there was an issue, yeah. we'd have to go to somebody else's hospital, not our own. Yeah. We'd be away from our house. And that just shows a lack of responsibility. So we canceled our, uh, our New Year's trip, which I think is a smart thing to do. I didn't want to be going off into somebody else's uh, zone. So it's just one of those things that uh, you can't help but uh, it affects life in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. and and can I add just just so we're a hundred percent here, we were supposed to be winter camping this weekend too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jan got uh, seems to have a cold or or cold like symptoms, so we are staying home. We're not going to take the chance and and uh, even going to like a you know the state parks here are open for winter camping. Um, but we don't want to take the chance of spreading anything in case this is something other than a cold. Yeah. But we're baffled is literally we go to, you know, we've been talking about these trips earlier in the year and stuff, but lately it's been going to the grocery store at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, yeah. that's, that's been all we do because we both work out of the home. And, uh, so now it's like, how did she actually get sick? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. So anyway, so yeah, so just so, you know, we're all together and, and uh, you know, 100% on that, we were also supposed to be winter camping this weekend. Mm-hmm. If you go to the grocery store in a Speedo first thing in the morning, people tend to stay away from you. Well, there you go. God, that is such a good idea, man. Isn't it? That's why I'm here, buddy. <laughs> I am, that I am is why so I am do here. That. Oh, Borat. B- banana, oh, Borat. Banana hammock. Oh, yeah. Bahamut. Bahamut. Banana you know hammock and a, and a yeah. shopping cart. <laughs> you know what would be really cool? Like, to, to round that out, like a scuba mask and snorkel mm-hmm. with, like, a mask put over that. <laughs> yeah. What else could you do? Like, snowshoes? Like, you would have nobody near you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, something. I, you got, I, I you're think, onto something. I think you just need to go full on nothing but a Speedo. Maybe a bow tie. Throw a bow tie on. <laughs> because bow ties are cool. Banana hammock and a bow tie. Color matched mm, banana hammock. hammock. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Well col yeah, color matched, of course. Yeah. Where are we barbarians? Trust me. <laughs> Uncivilized. <laughs> huh. Ah, now that everybody's got that visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's probably people like that know each other or know us individually that are just going like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I can't unsee but, it. But those those that know all three of us and think of all three of us in a dynamic, yeah, they're probably off the podcast. All in a row going down uh, <laughs> or, or, uh, one of the aisles at the supermarket. Going where? Okay. <laughs> we did not need to see that. Nobody needs to see that. I think that's a video when they finally open the border. <laughs> Paddling Adventures Radio brings you Speedo. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored Speedo by Speedo. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, they'll pay us not to do that. They probably would. Yeah. 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 No, no. $10,000, you guys don't produce that film. <laughs> Burn the tape. There you go. We're in. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what else you got there, Derek? Uh, I just, one of the things that I noticed over the years, and it's just, this is sort of random out of the middle, but, uh, uh, just because of, uh, we talked about backcountry etiquette, all this things going on. One of the things that I noticed was that, uh, like the meanest link was overrun, overdone. Mm. It was just, yeah. Stick a fork in it's done. It's Between just, last year and this year. 
way too many people have done it and it just kind of it it's starting to take the meaning out of the meanest link yeah. so i don't well, know well you know like to everybody that's thinking about doing the meanest link there is the brent run you might want to oh, try instead there you go we were the only ones that have done it in years mm-hmm. yeah do the brent run <laughs> go to algonquin park do the brent run yeah. if you have any questions queries quandaries <laughs> Drop us a line. We'll tell you about the Brent Run. It's an awesome thing. I think like twenty seven hours is the is the 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 goal right now. Mm. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys were close. Do it. We were forty <laughs> hours. Well, it, at first, that's because you gave in because you knew you weren't going to make the time, yeah. so you you did you weren't pushing as hard on the return trip. Yeah, we would have been a lot closer to twenty seven if oh that those winds, man. Yeah. So if it but it was a windless night. Oh, you yeah. guys were on track. We were on track, baby. <laughs> but alas. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Uh, I was just going to talk about uh, favorite shows, top shows, stuff like that. But I think we all have a little bit of uh, stuff yeah. to throw into the pot there. Uh, well, what, what, how many episodes you, did you pick out were your favorites? Well, for the first, uh, so my top shows, my favorite ones were mainly the ones where I wasn't there. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I love the show when I had the day off. <laughs> so I'm off vacation, doing a trip, off somewhere. It's just like, ah, oh, I don't have to drive to Sean's this week. <laughs> <laughs> and I whipped out the good scotch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That you know, you, I think you told me when was it the winter camping one that we did when Derek was off someplace. That was what two oh nine episode two oh nine. Oh, that's that when was I brought out the eight hundred dollar scotch. Yeah, oh, that was the fluvial tsunami. You sent me like a an algae of that. Yeah, that was that was really that was good. Awesome. I enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. episode you guys talked about the fluvial tsunami. The fluvial tsunami. That was episode <laughs> two oh nine. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, which were your favorites, Derek? Uh, well, the ones I weren't there that I wasn't there. Plus, uh, so we started, so the Quiet Adventure Symposium, we did a whole lot of interviews. Yep. And I thought we really kicked it up a notch there. It was really interesting. And it's one of those things that the two of us have talked about often is uh, we need to interview more people. Mm-hmm. And though those interviews we did at the uh, at the Quiet Adventure Symposium, I, I just think they came off really well. Well, yeah, and we had a someone. bunch of bunch of them lined up for the other shows that were going to happen. Yeah. And they all got canceled. Yeah, they got canceled, yeah. Sucked. I like the coffee tasting episode with 215. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I just want to say thank you, Sean, for finally (laughs) reimbursing me for the coffee on that. I can't believe that that took so long for that package to get to you. I know. It's six months in the mail. Last week. (laughs) Last week. Yeah, I FedExed it. (laughs) Now, just just for the record, for people... That it wouldn't show up and the money I because I put sixty bucks in there, sixty yeah, bucks. I still US. haven't opened it. I don't know if you have or not. I'm taking you at your word now. Oh that, no, there's but. sixty dollars US in there, which is about eight thousand yeah. dollars Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of uh, um, annoyed it took so long to to get. But now, now I you, sent you out some sent stickers like to a, people. Right. I sent stickers with to people that, at the same time. And they're mm-hmm. all just get, and it was in different spots in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. just got them the same time you did. It seems everything, anything going through the mail in the U.S. is slowed down to a snail's crossing space. the now, border. Now, now, but but let's be honest, we did that episode 
on February 29th. <laughs> yeah. What's it aired on March 23rd. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you put it in the mail on November what? No, uh, September. Yeah, September. Sorry, Octo- <laughs> October. No, October, no, November. No, no. You just got it two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm, I'm tempted to walk out there, but you know there would be a lot of... It, check uh, walk the, out where? Check the postmark. Walk out. <laughs> I'm tempted to walk out to the living room, grab the package. It's sitting in the doorway It'll right be now. postmarked in September. I, I, I wonder if I've still got the... Uh, receipt? Receipt for it. Yeah, no, honest, dude. It, it was two and a half months <laughs> to get it. No. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. That's what See, I was. Now I'm going to do it. Well, do you know what it was? Well, that's because I kept saying, "Well, it was all the Trump and, and the election and everything." Yeah, started. he was shutting down all the postal yeah. services. Well, that's okay. Because- I'm walking through my living room right now. This is a mobile <laughs> report. I'm walking past my wife watching the, street. the show. The man on the okay. street. Okay, <laughs> here is the man on the street. Hey, puppy. Here's my puppy. Okay. See you, Jan. I'm walking back into my office. With the tube that reportedly has sixty dollars in it. Okay, let's see what the it says. Sixty dollars is missing. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's the postmark? Uh, you sent this on November fourteenth. What? November fourteenth. Is that when it came f- through the states? No, that's that's, that's the date you posted it. That's the date you wrote on here. Here's your signature, Sean Rowley. Date, November 14th. Yeah. My signature? I don't remember signing You're... anything. <laughs> Why would you have to sign your own package? I, I wouldn't have to sign my own package. You you have to sign the customs declaration on oh. it. Oh. There was no customs declaration. Yeah, there is. I just said... You, you wrote one poster, a gift, a value of $3. Hmm. Oh, that wouldn't have been me writing that. That would have been the post office people writing that. <laughs> okay, I just well, had to say, here's, here's where it's going because there's a big thingy on it yeah uh-huh yeah um because hang yes. on hang on 10 percent of the I'm episode 10 percent of the episode is going to be us discussing this stupid mail this, this stupid mail yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, check this out because i got emails to other people saying i've sent uh, sent it and that would have been yeah the end of october october mm. november and then De- well it's the end of december now. you just got it yeah two and a half months yeah. Let's see. Here's a poster. Yeah. Huh? Is there a little baggie in there? I'm opening it. There's, not not uh, the baggie with let's weed. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you send across the border here? Weed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's all kinds of Hiker Steve stickers. Yeah. Okay. And, oh, what's this? Oh, there is a little baggie. Weed. Oh, there is. There's a note that says, John. I love you, and I'm leaving my wife as soon as the border comes open so I can be with you. John, love that's Derek. so sweet. <laughs> Sounds accurate. You guys are so sweet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's this? There's a little baggie in here. Yeah, that's third here, let time me blow away this white powder. <laughs> oh, hey, what was that? Oh, I don't know. And, and look. <laughs> hey, there's money in here. Yeah. All right. Huh? Look at that. There's $60 American in here. It's $8,000 Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That pays for my knife. See? By the way. There you go. See? See? There we go. All right. Okay. So, now that you got that, <laughs> the coffee episode was awesome. It was. It was good. Especially when we did the interview at in down in Michigan there. We had Kevin Callan, Johnny Stinson, 
Uh, yeah. The three of us. Yeah. And... Who else? The three of us, Kevin and Johnny. That yeah. was it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's the four you know, of you the, and then me. The yeah. morning after that show is always the morning you need coffee. Got to be saying. Yeah. Got to be honest. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. Uh, what other uh, episode did you like, Derek? Well, I, I I didn't pick out any specific one, but I I did a lot of listening, and we a couple times we got really into the sciencey part of stuff and yeah. the technical part of stuff and researching and stuff like that. So I think those were fun episodes where you actually learn something. You're not just kind of talking drivel about this that the other thing is we're actually you know <laughs> we're, we're drivel <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do come on we're welcome to paddling adventures radio where we talk drivel <laughs> but, <laughs> well let me go through my episodes there we go <laughs> episode 206 oh hella paddle boarding Mm-hmm. Paddling in accessible alpine lakes. You fly in via helicopter with a <laughs> What did I write beside, beside 206? What did you write beside 206? Where's 206? Uh, still under threat today from No, that's metals? not 206. Oh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Uh, 209, we talked about the fluvial tsunami. Yeah, that was there a good was, one. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, there was a few, like you say, there was a few episodes where we got all sciencey this year, yeah. and you know the earthquake <laughs> causing the river, the Mississippi to river, river to run backwards in eighteen twelve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was there for that. Me too. <laughs> um, I think we were chasing you down back down the Mississippi to uh, the Gulf of Mexico or something like that, burning down the White House, all that sort of <laughs> historical right. stuff. That's right. Uh, what else? Oh, um, Mark Ornstein. At the Quiet Adventure oh, Symposium, yes, the yes. interpretive freestyle canoeing was pretty cool. <laughs> he was that guy. Because we were, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had been watching these videos about freestyle canoe. Freestyle canoeing, interpretive canoeing. canoeing, canoe ballet. Canoe ballet, whatever you want to call it, yeah. And so he was actually, Mark was down there at a booth. And we got him to come over. Derek went yeah. over and said, hey, why don't you come over and we'll so talk. So I didn't even go over and look for him. I just went over to the booth. I said, hey, I want to interview somebody from this group. Who? Can- oh, you want to talk to Mark. So yeah. they sent Mark over and it's like, and we're chatting with him. And and he started talking about this interpretive and choreographed canoeing. And, and halfway through the interview, me and Sean looked at each other and we looked at him. He's like... You're that guy. Yeah, yeah, it was like, you know, meeting meeting a celebrity. Yeah. That you didn't realize you were meeting that celebrity. Because yeah. we'd be saying, oh, man, look at this guy and the way he paddles and, and does his stuff. His look boat. at the control. And then next thing you know, we got him in the boat. <laughs> in, in the booth. Yeah. Having a chit chat with him. Yeah. And we're just like, you're that guy. Uh, do, 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 do. I had 215, episode 215, our special episode, which is the backcountry uh, coffee taste testing. 220, Frontenac Arch Biosphere. Oh, yes, yeah. Right, which is here in uh, eastern Ontario. Didn't realize there was that many paddling routes all in that little area. Episode 221, Runyacking. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit <laughs> odd. Uh, you paddle all the way up somewhere in their kayak, run all the way back to your car, drive all the way up, run back to your kayak. So you're leapfrogging car, yeah, kayak, yeah. car, kayak. And there's this guy that does that, this Riley M- uh, McClincha. 
he does that. We met him there talking about that. Uh, episode 231, the What Three Words GPS app. That yes, was yeah. cool. That was a cool mm. app. That Yeah, that was. That was. Uh, yeah, you have it on your phone and uh, it's, they have three words that identify, I think it was what, three meters square all over the mm-hmm. planet. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So you can send yeah. somebody, text them those three words, and they'll be able to put it in those three words into the app on their phone and know exactly where you are up to a few meters away. Every time somebody That's... puts a GPS coordinate on paper somewhere and says, hey, this is the, this is the location, and it's like, well, is, is that, wh- there's three different ways to put GPS coordinates mm-hmm. in. Which one is it? Which one is the right one? I'm confused. I don't know how to put this in. I, I wrote the wrong number down, and, and you never find yeah. it. But then these three words right. is just like, it, it's, it's. Yeah, it shows exactly where it is. It's idiot friendly. That's, yeah. that's so cool. Yep. My notes for 231 were, outdoor stores begin to reopen, and the meanest link is overrun. that was my notes for that episode (laughs) episode 235 chatting with ben stacy from get outside we were at a picnic table beside the lock we were camped at that night had all the uh, portable gear so we could record an episode which was cool uh and then try to upload it (laughs) from there was a (laughs) different thing one of my favorite sciencey ones episode 253 History of the Grumman Canoe. Oh, yes. The because we started talking about <laughs> space. Then we went to airplanes. Uh-huh. Then we went to canoes. And then we went to paddling underground. Yeah. So. That's and, a well, pretty wide range. And realistically, we st- we, we start, I mean, we started with the, with the um, auroras and stuff like that. Yeah. But Grumman actually did the lunar modules for the moon mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, we went quite the distance there. I know, right? We're talking yes, miles. Did. And we didn't even plan it out the no. way we did it. It just yeah. happened organically. It was, we talked about space, then air, then And that was uh, just a couple water, episodes then under, ago, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. it just happened organically. That was really, yeah, that, really, really cool. So, so those are my favorite cool. episodes. What about you, John? Anything stand out or pretty much um, covered it? covered a lot of it i think one thing that we talked about um that was just kind of cool was you know when because you know going out let's be honest when you go out paddling someplace you go back country or even front country sometimes depending on your level of experience you know it's a very primal thing right mm-hmm. i mean you know you it's I think it comes down to those simple things that you love. There's, you know, you have a fire and, and, and basic cooking and, and all of those things. So when we talked about early on the year, Jan and I had gone to that presentation on winter folklore and things that go bump in the night. Oh, right. You know, uh, episode 203, that was really fun. And it, it, because again, it's, it's not even, you know, it, it, it's not a normal kind of thing you talk about, but, but yeah, there, you know, those things that go bump in the night. I really like that. And it was well, having the ghost that. stories around a fire, right? Campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so I love that. Um, let's see. I like, you know, we've talked about a number of times we we've shared stories or information or whatever on Jerry Vandiver mm-hmm. oh, yes. and shared his music. Yeah. Um, and Jerry, you know, for those who don't know him, he's a great musician, 
he's talented. He's a, he's a really good human being too. Yeah. Right. He's he's a good person, and and so those kinds of things I love. The Burt Reynolds stuff. Um, <laughs> so like the Burt Reynolds initial one, plus the different follow-ups along the way. <laughs> I gotta say, I love yeah. those because that was really fun to hear how all of that played out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, so I think those. You know, I'm just kind of scrolling through the different stuff. You know, I think that's it. And you know what? I as I'm scrolling through the episodes page, for those who are listening to through iTunes or whatever else, if you go to paddleyandventuresradio.com/episodes page, you can see all 200 and now 55 episodes. Mm-hmm. And as I'm scanning through there, I even forgot I went to the Upper Iowa River this year. Yes. And there's an episode about that. And I was like, oh crap. Wow. <laughs> I forgot about um, that. <laughs> so that's so, what I said. Yeah. You, you did have you did like five thousand rivers. Well you know what's really <laughs> funny is is like earlier today I was doing a Jan and I do a calendar every year. Um so we take the previous years all the pictures from the previous year that we really like, and we put them together in a calendar for the following year. Right. And so I was literally doing that today. So all of these uh, paddling trips and everything and, and camping trips, etc. all of these came up. And so, but I forgot about the Upper Iowa, which was, which is amazing. And, and I want to do a follow-up too on the Upper Iowa. We had somebody uh, through the website contact us because the gentleman that I met over on the upper Iowa. Oh, right. He said he went, he went up and he started like at what is supposed to be the initial, the, the initial public put in for that and found a uh, barbed wire or across string the wire. River. Yeah. Across the river. Really? So yeah. somebody contacted us on, uh, through Facebook from, from Paddling the upper Ventures Iowa Radio, page. Yeah. Yep. And said, Hey, we want to talk to him and we want to find out more about this. He tried multiple times and this guy is is rock solid reliable and and he's he's um one of those guys that cares very deeply about uh how do I want to say this? sort of the public interest. So he was like, "Yes." So he contacted them immediately, never got a response really? of anything really? like that. Yeah. I wonder so if they he just contact- took his information and yeah and 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 nothing um so what he did say is he talked to somebody up there uh he ended up talking to a dnr guy up from that area and he said basically what happens is they have the right to string wire across the river this this is sort of the street um how do you want to say it street legal (laughs) if you will not not in terms of motorcycle street legal but this is sort of um, the way in, it is. In pra- yeah, practicality versus whatever the law says. Farmers can string wire across the river, but they have to provide a portage area or portage area for our Canadian listeners <laughs> um, around that wire. And so that's what it came down to. And he said that, you know, um, to go and do anything about these people string wire, it's not going to go anywhere. Hmm. So. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, because yeah, they, they sent us a message right on, yeah, right Facebook page, and hey, we want to talk to the guy. Mm. Interesting. And then they they completely disappeared, which was disappointing. I wonder <laughs> if they so, got told. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I think that's you know, and, that, and that's the I'm not sure who runs that page, right? 
it looks like it's the upper Iowa, the people that put together the maps and everything. Yeah. And if you go to, you know, like if you Google upper Iowa river, you'll get these really great maps. You can order them. You'll find them out at campsites. When Lisa and I went over and did that, uh, we found those maps at the, the Decorah, Iowa town campsite where we stayed, they had them for, you know, for, uh, free distribution. Oh. And they're great maps. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They're really good. Uh, the people that put them together uh, deserve commendation on that. So, you know, I don't know what happened after that, but it sounds like going from that point on is, is not good. So where Lisa and I had put in is probably the first practical place that you can actually paddle up there. So if you are interested in that, mm -hmm. <laughs> the Upper Iowa episode would be somewhere around, mm, let's see, probably 240. Somewhere in there, yeah. I'm going to say yeah, if you go to paddlingadventuresradio.com and then there's the episode tab at the top, you can yes. uh, check them all out. I know we do. We usually put JVB or something, goes to the upper Iowa, that sort of thing. Yeah, it said... Our paddling hero, John Van Barrett. No, wait, what? Oh, you guys, you're so kind. You guys, come Didn't on. Didn't say Lord of the Paddlers or something like that? <laughs> Some, yeah, yeah, you guys, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. Lord of the Paddlers, John Van Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, no, it's, I don't know. You know, there's so many, there's so many fun things over the year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Even you guys, you guys, and and I, as I'm sort of the outsider here, right? I'm your your foreign correspondent, but you know, you guys have been doing this for four and a half years now. You're up to 255 episodes, so I'm um, I'm toasting you right now with this with this great Adberg uh, whiskey, and uh, congratulations on another year, man. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Well, Way to go. We'll uh, be what five years in February. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Can't Nobody believe. else is doing, you know, no, I mean, there's a lot, let's be honest. There's a lot of podcasts that come and go and I can, you're like, you guys can't say this because it would look bad, but I can say this because I'm just the guy that comes on. I point and right? I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of podcasts have come and gone and a lot of podcasts come up and know oh, we're the, you know, this is the newest, greatest thing. You guys have been doing this week in and week out for 255 weeks you missed one week in all of that time and uh my hat's off to you that this is that's no that's no mean feat that's that's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort and so cheers to you guys thanks man thanks john yeah that's why we let you uh join us every so often <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and it's, it's, it's funny because uh i just came across a podcast from uh, the uk a paddling mm -hmm. podcast. I was trying to they're, find it, but I can't even load they're it. They're two, um, two shows in. And the first show, they say, oh, you know, we had a, a bit of a, a glitch and, or a, a bit of an, a, a problem with some of the sound, but, you know, we, we fixed that and hopefully over time we'll get better. And I said, yeah, we've done 254 episodes and we still have a glitch, you know, just keep Constantly, on keeping yeah. on and, well, you know. glitching yeah. tonight. We have static in the background. Yeah. And, uh, he goes, wow, it's nice to hear the pros are, are listening to our show. Pros. And I'm the pros. <laughs> Where? Who else is listening to this? <laughs> what were they called? 
Uh, paddle. I can't load the. Uh, oh, can't you? Because you're gonna call me. Your Wi-Fi's now, down or something. Are you sure it's my Wi-Fi? Was that paddlewilly.com? No. 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 Oh, okay. Hang on a second here. Because they've right, only they're they're like brand spanking new sort yeah, of. Yeah, they've, they've done only two, two podcasts, yeah. and I can't even bring it up. It's your Wi-Fi is getting weird on me here. My Wi-Fi is getting weird on you. You know what? Hmm. But if I turn off the Wi-Fi, it'll work. <laughs> See, this is what I love about this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awesome. It's Anyways, <laughs> I just thought we should mention their name just because they are new. And uh, so it's a UK podcast. They're two shows in. And uh, but they're they're very active in the uh, in like there a lot of the on their Facebook there's like uh, rafting and whitewater kayaking and and you know they're doing gear reviews and stuff like that so it's it's uh, they're they're starting right out of the box they it's a very experienced and uh, and uh, experienced group who do a lot of uh, a lot of activities yeah they do a lot of their stuff but yeah yeah they're brand new when it comes to podcasting yeah. so. Um, yeah, we'll po- we'll listen to a few of their episodes, and if, yeah. they're, if they're sticking around, we'll definitely put a link to them. You know, get get more out there from you know the fellas across the pond. They get a different yeah. view on things <laughs> than we do. So, um, other than that, let's talk a little bit about gear before we call it a day. <laughs> it's gonna be a two-hour podcast. It's gonna be a five-hour podcast here. Oh it is. God. You know, it's the New Year's extravaganza. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> call it, call it what it is, baby. So first, there's. Did you have any bad gear this year, Derek? Bad gear? I had nothing that really failed on me. Not um, like your hammock. My hammock was the only thing that failed this year, and it was only a year old. I put my butt in it, and it ripped straight across. <laughs> Understandable. You know, you're begging for. Just- <laughs> So you know many what? comments when you when you say it that way. There have been heavier people in that hammock <laughs> than me. <laughs> so you know. Now John had. Oh, I knew I knew you were going here. John had a bit of a mishap. Do you still mm-hmm. own the Stanley thermos? No, I do. I, I do. do. Yeah. It's a it's a great thermos. It keeps things hot for like. 12 hours uh-huh. keeps things cold for like 16 and and I, I it's small enough i can easily carry it in my kayak it replaced a david's tea thermos that my wife got me for the mm-hmm. yukon journey so nice small portable you know hooks on it so you can keep it so if you go over nothing gets lost yeah but yeah so there was an incident with this <laughs> lovely little thermos yes I knew you were going to bring this up. I think yeah. the, to do a little rhyming, it would be, <laughs> it hit my junk and took a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> now I get the so, previous comment. <laughs> now you get the previous so, <laughs> comment. <laughs> okay. So look, here's the thing. The thermos is a couple inches taller than the David's tea thermos, right? And, and the David's tea thermos fits perfectly in my kayak cup holder perfect okay so in the ozarks on on the trip that lisa and i were on i you know we had we had a number of rivers that were really low water right Mm -hmm. so the we did a number of hike uh 
kind of started a river hike. So, you know, get out of the kayak, hike through the, the section, get back to a little bit deeper water. And I slipped as I was sitting back down in, into the kayak. And I kind of sort of fell into the kayak. And fell, how, how should we say this um, delicately, I fell it directly on top of the thermos squarely hitting certain delicate parts of my anatomy so you punched yourself in the old jumblies <laughs> <laughs> yes i did <laughs> and that is why you yes, need a first aid person there because of things <laughs> like that well but here's the thing so you know anytime how should we say this somebody gets punched or hit in, in that particular area of the body there's a humor value right I mean, only if it's happening to somebody else, because <laughs> well, funny, see, like, funny I laugh, is in like, the eye of the beholder. <laughs> see, I grew up on the Three Stooges, so when I fell on this and I hit myself squarely in that part of my body, I started laughing. I thought it was really funny. And then after the adrenaline sort of wore off, there was about two hours of paddling that was really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but I want to say this. Lisa, my my paddling friend, friend and nurse, <laughs> thought this was probably the funniest thing she'd ever seen in her life. <laughs> we weren't even so, there, and we're laughing. I know, right? Are yeah, we laughing so, with or at? <laughs> at. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's at. Yeah, I don't think there's any. <laughs> I felt kind of like uh, you know that scene in Casino Royale, the 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 James the recent James Bond film. Um, Daniel Craig, yeah, with Daniel Craig, and he's sitting in the chair that has no bottom, and they're oh, doing some... yeah, that's what I felt like <laughs> as I was paddling down the river. Um, <laughs> That'll learn you, yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, the Stanley thermos is a great thing, but those couple inches taller, I would have just missed that. That's my theory. It's not my fault for being clumsy. It's the thermos's fault for being two inches higher than <laughs> right. Yeah, who who bought you the thermos? Actually, my wife did. Uh huh. Uh huh. The uh -huh. plot thickens. Uh huh. You know, I never thought about it till uh -huh. you said that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, but here's the thing: my so-called friend Lisa. Yeah. She will be listening to this and laughing her ass off. Probably. She she thought this. The I mean. From the minute it happened until the two hours later, like I'm moaning as I'm paddling down. And I never mentioned this on the Ozark things, but yeah, like it hurt bad enough that I was like moaning as I was paddling for a couple of hours. That's funny. She's still funny because it, it happened funny. to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Couldn't have happened but to you know a nicer what? guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh 12 hour thermos for hot 16 hour for cold you got to keep it yeah yeah i mean yeah my initial reaction was to throw it far away from me but you know gotta keep it gotta it works. keep it oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about new gear you got anything new you're looking at buying a uh, couple of things um i i really want to get i i had hoped to maybe uh put together a canoe this year that's not going to happen um, so what I thought is a, maybe a minor project or smaller project, shall we say. And so I'm looking at doing, uh, maybe, uh, getting a snowshoe kit. 
Right. I wanted to get something like uh, an Ojibwe. So the Ojibwe snowshoes are those long tapers, right? So when you come up to the front, they come to a point so you can maneuver through the woods. Right, right. And through brush that's off trail. And so a lot of where I go uh, down here isn't on trail. So I'll go into the back country and, and I'll just go and kind of. You those know, will be perfect for that. Yeah, and just bushwhack. So Country Ways Snowshoes, I want to give a shout out to them. Uh, Dyke Williams and Greg Wilcox, they've been doing this for over four decades. They've been selling these for over four decades now. And so <laughs> they've, they've been around so long, in fact, that if you go to snowshoe.com, that's their business. I mean, they, you know, wow. when you get to, yeah, the basic the basic web address, right? Yeah. That's theirs, snowshoe.com. Um but I met Greg at the the winter the Minnesota Winter Camping Symposium in October 2019, and I he was running a snowshoe clinic there, and so some friends actually took his class and made their own snowshoes at the time. Uh, I had to deliver a presentation, so I couldn't do it at that time. But uh, met him, really nice guy, and so I'm I'm thinking, you know what? I'd like to do that. That's that's one piece of gear I want. Um, so I'm going to look into buying one of those here soon. Right. And then the other is, um, my hands down favorite piece of gear, new gear for 2020. I had a big Agnes fly Creek ultralight tent. Don't and you already I have like 500 tents? <laughs> I do. You know what? I do like, and I don't know how, like, I, I don't know how I'm still married just basically on the tent thing alone. Um, <laughs> but big Agnes, so that fly Creek, I love, that's the one I took out on all the, you know, the, the ultralight trips and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Big Agnes, uh, designed what is called the salt Creek tent. Now it's, it's not an ultralight. It's not a four season, anything, you know, like that, but it has basically, you know, the two doors on each side, right? Right. And the fly opens up there, but it also has a third door in the front. So really? basically, yeah, so you can sit in your tent, open both sides, roll up the fly, open the front, roll up the fly, and have a three-sided 270-degree view of wherever you're camping. That's awesome. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't need it. Right, and given all the tents that I have, because well, there's you know, a lot of gear that we don't need. Exactly. Well, yeah. I know, right? We could, you know, yeah. I mean, all of the stuff we we do, you know, we had the conversation earlier about what is an adventure and what's an expedition, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, people were doing the stuff that we're doing, right? You're you're talking back a hundred years ago. They were doing this stuff with gear that weighed so much more than what we're doing, right? Yeah. And then you can go thousands of years before with the First Nations or Native American peoples, right? So, you know, we don't need any of these things. <laughs> it's all out there. But I really, really want this tent. Yeah, there's a difference between need and want. And yeah, wants, <laughs> wants take precedence. Yeah. yeah. And so the big Agnes Salt Creek tent with the, with the 270-degree view... <sighs> That's as close to a need as I can find in these COVID times. Well, we'll we'll let you fight Jan about that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, my friend, is your battle to fight. 
Yeah. Uh, what about you, Derek? Any gear you want? Nope. You're looking at. Let's get onto your list. You got nothing. No. Well, I was supposed to get a canoe this year. I didn't. So that's mm. a 2021 thing. Yes, yeah, now I'm going to be 2021. We'll talk about that the first episode of the year, where it's going to be my goal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. For upcoming year, there's only four pieces of gear. The first one, because Tracy's getting more and more into the canoe tripping, I'm going to get her, her cool. first knife. All right. Which I've sort of been hemming and hawing about, because when she gets pissed off with me, <laughs> or isn't having fun. Do I really want her having a knife? <laughs> do you want her to have one? Yeah. So I'm contemplating, do I get her the neck knife like Kevin Callan talks one. about? Yeah. Or do I get her a full-on belt knife? She doesn't wear a belt, so. Mm. Well, as a weapon, it's safer to get her as short a knife as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I just get her that one because, you know, maybe like the pack or something will stop the blade from going all the way in. <laughs> what, what if I send her like a Bowie knife or something? Oh. Machete. <laughs> uh, so that's one of the things I want to give her a knife that she has, you know, that cool. sort of thing. Uh, yep. We're both actually looking for newer, new, thicker sleeping pads. Oh, yes. I, I have gone from sleeping on my back to sleeping on my sides. Mm-hmm. And I find that the thermo rests that I have are not mm-hmm. thick enough that my hips get sore after a couple of days. It does make a difference. Yeah. I, I, I upgraded this year. I couldn't get what I wanted because everything was sold out. So I settled mm-hmm. for a ultralight hiker, but it was like, it's three inches thick. It makes a big difference. Yeah. I think we're going to maybe pick yeah. up a couple of those beginning of the yep. year before the season starts. Before the season starts, because if it's anything like this year. Exactly. Right? There won't be any left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, True enough. In you my want cl- gear? Buy it now. In my closet behind you, Derek, I have got probably 40 meals from oh, Happy yes, Yeah yes. and Alpenair. <laughs> because it was so hard to find. It was so hard Every to find. time I drive by the store, I make a quick little swing in, grab a few meals. Yeah. yeah. And see, True and enough. another thing is Tracy's never had one of them before, the Alpenair yeah. um, freeze-dried foods. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought one and stuck it in her stocking. Oh. Uh, curry, <laughs> rice, and something or other. She quite enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So, Good all deal. right. <laughs> now, she took this past year, which is big kudos to her. She took the Tory Baird course, right? Yeah. She did. Uh, paddle like a girl. Yeah. She took yeah. that course, had a blast, taught mm-hmm. her a lot of the basics and stuff. And then when we went to Bice Lake, um, we were getting stuff all together. I turned around and she'd started a fire and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> Wow. Well, pretty soon I won't even, uh, I'll be useless. <laughs> that, was, that was the only reason she was keeping me around was to start fires and stuff like that. Now it's. Yeah, so, so you have to be like nice to her now and now, stuff. Yeah. Now I got to buy stuff for her. So <laughs> um, only two. Well, one other piece. Now I was looking at getting an Ulu knife. The Ulu mm-hmm. knife is uh, the, uh, from the Inuit sort of uh, like Northern communities. They use them for cutting food, meat, uh, dressing, caribou, and all yeah, that. Picture a half moon yeah. shaped blade yeah. with half a handle, yeah, right? A, yeah. That's a like, good way to say it. I've been hide off an animal or, do, you know, clean, cleaning a, a whale or whatever. Yeah, you see a whale because, you know, I'm going up. No, but that's what they use them for. <laughs> that's what they use them for. So just in case I'm in Algonquin or Tomogamy or something, and there's a whale. 
Or are you just going to moose? Or... <laughs> I'm covered. I've been, or I've been... anybody, yeah, you might be camping with. Yeah. <laughs> Comes across one yeah. said animal. <laughs> uh, I just happened to be out in the lake and I caught this whale. I wish I had. Um, I've been at, I've been contemplating one of these for years and I've never pulled the trigger on one. I was actually back in the fall. I was at Canadian Outdoor Equipment Co-op. Mm-hmm. And he has one there and I was looking at it and I was looking at how I did not walk out of the store with it. I <laughs> do not know. Um, but when I was mentioning it tonight to, to Derek before the show started, he did a little bit of looking around and there was one I wanted that he found on sale. Yeah, it's a it's a clearance item. Uh, so it's Canadian made out of Nova Scotia. Uh, Picton? Picton. Pick two. Picto, yeah, Picto, Nova Scotia. They've been making knives and implements and stuff since 1957. Anyways, I just I quickly googled it. I found one that was on clearance on sale, and it was like with shipping, seventy four dollars. Seventy four bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I was looking at at uh, the other place was a lot yeah. more. So, um, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's like something I I don't want to. S- that was part. I I mean, that was part of the reason is I don't want to spend massive amount of money. On something I think I can, but I mean, for, for, I mean, cutting vegetables, cutting meat, it's a kitchen knife, basically. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. cool. Um, gutting fish, cleaning, like stuff like that. Yeah. Perfect for that sort of thing. Removing the hide from a moose. Yeah. I, and you know what? Like I, I didn't want to spend tons of money on something like that if, if it wasn't going to actually get used as much as I think it'll get yeah. used. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so before the show, I went online and I purchased. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be here in two to three weeks. Normally it's me buying stuff during the, show, the episodes. Derek, what are you buying now? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's me. It's a new year. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Almost. Uh, Derek, you're a bad influence. Yeah. Way to go, Derek. Thanks. So uh, I've got somebody <laughs> to blame if my wife so, gets mad at me. And the you know, only, sorry, what? No, I was, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, the only other piece of gear I think I'm going to finally pull the trigger on this year is a dry suit. Oh, yeah. To ex- uh, yeah. So that I can, because there's a lot of people I know. I mean, yeah, everybody gives up ca- uh, canoeing come fall. There's a lot of guys still kayaking today. Yeah, I, we keep seeing like Alan this posting week, pictures Alan Drummond, yeah. yeah. He's always posting yeah. pictures over the last week. So if I can extend my kayaking, there you go. You know, into the fall mm-hmm. and right. into the winter and into like the next year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, down. I mean, we talk about the hard water season up north. Yeah, but down right. here in Toronto, the water's open. Water's yeah. wide open. So yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna pull the finally pull the trigger on a uh, uh, dry suit. Yeah, good deal. I am. I, I picked up a dry suit last year because I thought I was going to be able to go up to the Yukon, of course, and we know how that turned out. Yeah. Um, and the Southern Lakes, which are, when the waves come up, can be, I mean, honestly, can be really scary. Uh, and you're talking about water that's just above freezing, right? Yep. Uh, so I picked one up. So I've got that. So I'm set. But speaking of knives, I picked up Scott Oath from Bull Moose Patrol, who was ran the the trip i did down the first trip i did down the ozarks uh he posted a thing online he was talking about um some great bushcraft knives 
And so there was a deal on, I think it may have been on Amazon, for the Swiss-made Mora knives. And he said, hey, this $100 knife's on sale for $60 right now. This is a great deal. It's a full tang. You know, if you want a baton wood or whatever you want to do, this is a great knife. So I bought it. So when we've been sitting here talking, I've been playing with this knife in my office here. And it's great. So I went back later to that post just to kind of look at follow-up comments, you know. And he said, of course, you know, the bad thing about this is that you need to oil it because otherwise it's going to, it's a carbon knife and it's going to rust out if you don't. Yes. I'm like, oh, you know, because when you're out, you know, and, and yep. in the back country, the last thing you want to deal with is like little maintenance stuff, right? I yeah. mean, you're, you're out there for other things. So I'm, damn. So then he says, the great thing is there's, there's this more a bushcraft knife, which I'm popping open right here right now. And it's about a $30 knife online. It, it does not have a full tang, but you can still baton wood with it. It's stainless steel. It's, uh, you know, Mora Knives is from Sweden, so it'll keep a good edge. And it's like, oh, so I, I ended up buying that. So what I did was I shipped the first knife on the way, to my parents' place on the way down to the Ozarks because I thought I'll pick up the knife and I've got it ready then for the Ozarks trip, right? My father thought it would be funny that he opened the package before it got there. He went ahead and he changed out an old, and I mean like an old probably, this looks like 1950s, 1940s vintage K-Bar knife Ooh. that he, he engraved his signature on and everything else. He put that in the box thinking it would be very funny. And so when I opened this brand new Mora knife from Sweden, I would find his old K-Bar knife in there instead. <laughs> you know what I found? I thought it was funny, but I still stole his knife. <laughs> you kept it. <laughs> so now I've got more knives than I need. <laughs> right. So now I have the K-Bar knife from the 40s or 50s. I have the Mora knife uh, carbon, and I have the Mora knife stainless steel bushcraft. I probably should return one of these. <laughs> Keep them all. Does Jan have a knife? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point. Problem hand, solved. <laughs> I'm a problem solver, buddy. I'm a problem solver. I can, Great I can give it gift. to her as a Valentine's Day gift. There you go. There you yes. go. Yeah. Nothing says love like giving your spouse a knife. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Please <laughs> don't stab me with this. I love you very much. Yes. I love you very much. Don't stab me in the heart. <laughs> What's, what are those knives that have that that's that really cool steel oh the, it's the it's all folded and stuff so they they yeah. they fold it like you know 50 times and then they acid etch it and you get the edges of uh, like the layers of a cake on it it's and depending on the acid they use it goes purple or green or whatever well no yeah, the acid used the, yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's it sounds he like a gangster acid. thing. Yeah, it hippies, sounds like a gangster are thing. You know? They're very beautiful yeah. knives. Oh uh, yeah, there's that 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 steel, that metal, that Damascus steel. Damascus steel. Yeah. Those are apparently there's some really cool ones I've seen. Mm -hmm. But huh. yeah, they there's that that maintenance extra extra maintenance. Oh yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So that's why those are not in my house. <laughs> so you know what I have here also as I'm sitting here with these three knives I reached up on my shelf here as we're talking so when I taught in New Hampshire I taught with a guy he was a gym teacher his name was Marty Zarley 
And Marty was, he's, uh, oh, shit, Marty's probably, oh, excuse me, pardon the, <laughs> pardon the expression. Uh, <laughs> Marty is probably a six foot three, he's this big Italian guy, gym teacher, talks very, you know, deep voice, and, and, and kids, like, trust me, they never disobeyed Marty, right, in class. Right. Um, Marty made me, Marty's a, uh, a great outdoorsman, hunter, fisherman. Um, Marty's a really cool guy. He, uh, he and his wife, Linda, um, hike all of the, you know, like in New Hampshire, the 14, the peaks and everything. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Th they go out and do all of this stuff all the time. And, and when I was teaching in New Hampshire, I rented a mother-in-law uh, apartment from them. So they, then the joke became that they were my, my New Hampshire parents. Marty made me this awesome uh, knife with a deer antler handle. Oh. And then he took a circular saw blade, ground it down to make a single blade uh, coming out from that handle. It's, it's fantastic. I've seen a lot of and stuff so, like that on, on uh, different sites on the internet. You can do that. Yeah. And the thing is, I love it so much. Like, I keep it in my office. I like, you know, I don't take this out in the field, which I probably should do, right? But um, so I'm sitting here now as we're talking. I've got four blades in front of me. See, I don't know. What do you knowing, think? Knowing your history, I yeah. put some of those blades away. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt yourself a lot. You're just an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> Next week, John, yeah. Jan's going to be on the show going, yeah, John's in the hospital. He lost three <laughs> fingers, an eye, an ear, and four toes. <laughs> yeah. COVID's probably really not the issue for me, is it? No, no. It's separation of body parts. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, knives apparently you don't need. No. Derek no, apparently I, needs nothing. No, I don't. Actually. I don't need an Ulu knife anymore because apparently one's on the way. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. You got anything else, Derek? I do not. Really? I want to go home. Do you? <laughs> yeah, it's getting kind of late here. John talks a lot. John, you got anything else? I got nothing except I want to keep Derek in the studio for as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's take another break. I'll go have a tinkle. <laughs> uh, no, I just I, got, I got an email from Siobhan. She yeah. says, please keep Derek there keep as long, long as possible. We're not so. done packing up our boxes and moving yet. <laughs> um, I've only got one other real thing to say here is, and it's uh, that we'd, we'd like to thank all our listeners, give them a big thank mm -hmm. you for this year for listening, uh, the continued support. Uh, like I say, we're almost at five years. So, you know, we're, we enjoy get, we enjoy doing this podcast every week and the fact that people keep downloading it and streaming it and whatnot keeps us doing it. We, we really enjoy it. Uh, getting the messages and comments from our listeners and, and whatnot is, you know, Really, we really welcome those messages and comments. Um, as are the parcels we receive in the mail with gifts and goodies like hash browns and and <laughs> beer yeah. and, and and whatnot. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know what? Here's hoping 2021 is better come spring and we get out and uh, can safely enjoy paddling for another season. You know, so thank you to everybody that listens to us ramble on every week yes thanks everybody and here, sorry here. for the long shows <laughs> well, i mean sorry for the long shows they're probably driving they're probably 
rush hour traffic. <laughs> We're putting them for to sleep. two hours. <laughs> uh, John, thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, it's good having oh, you. Oh, thank Sean. you guys. Yeah, it's always fun to be on. Of course it is, because you know it's us. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the listeners could only hear what we talk about when we're not recording, oh, we'd be yeah. shut down. We would be shut down. No, actually, I'll make those. Listen. <laughs> I'll make those available recordings to <laughs> people that. <laughs> For nineteen ninety nine, three equal That's payments right. of nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> the blooper reels can be yours. Battling Avengers Radio at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> After dark. Oh man. Well, I want to uh, thank everybody for listening this week. Anyway, uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us streaming or downloading from iTunes, Spotify, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at Paddling Adventures Radio, all 255 episodes are there. If you enjoyed the podcast, please uh, share it with your family and friends and anybody else that you might think might want to listen to it. And again, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.